Well, 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 what do we have here? Yet another Red Pegasus podcast. Uh, this episode, we are finishing up our bracketology when it comes to the Texas edition of the March Madness. Uh, we're also talking about Fred's downtown Philly, a quick food review. And also, remember that book that Darian kept teasing, the Be in Texas book? Well, he's finally read it, and we're going to get into that as well. All this and a lot more here coming up. Welcome to the Red Pegasus Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Martin Garcia and Darian Clark. Dang, bro, I see you throwing shade at me with reading. <laughs> We all know I'm not a reader, so to do this, I gotta like go out on a limb. Bro, we're just trying to keep you on track with your uh, New Year's resolution. No, I appreciate it. I need that accountability. <laughs> but yeah, to, to keep the record straight, I did not finish the book. I'm still reading it, and it will take a while for me to finish it. That's fine. But um, mainly because I'm taking notes mm. as I'm reading it. Smart. So that we could talk about it here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Smart. So, Smart. Doing it for the people. Yeah. But anyway, we'll get into also, that Also, the book is like kind of thick. It it's is not, pretty thick. It's not like an easy read. It's been a good read so far. Yeah, we'll that's get into good. that in a minute. Yeah, you were teasing some stuff and I was like, wow, that's actually pretty uh, <laughs> pretty interesting. Like it's <laughs> things that you didn't really think twice about. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just really interesting. Uh, dude, real quick. Yep. So first off, for those of you who are listening, we kind of switched things up here. So I'm at Darian's house nice and cozy uh house home that he that he has him and brooke and it was my turn to drive on 75 (laughs) and is it a different world up here once you get (laughs) past 635 on 75 going up north it's a different world up here yeah um but so i i started thinking about it and i've been wanting to ask you this for a while now but like what is something you hate while driving whether it's something the fact that you have to drive or like what other people do, but like what's something that you hate when you have to drive? Dude, <laughs> such a loaded question. And we're in Texas. Hey, at least we're not in Houston. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. It took me a lot to answer, to really narrow something, one thing down Yeah, to answer this question. Yeah, because uh, there's a lot. Because first of all, I, I just driving in and of itself, let's just, get, let's just invent teleportation, you know? Mm-hmm. like screw flying screw this drone stuff let's just jump right to teleportation so we don't have to worry about all this driving crap yeah anyway that'd be pretty nice it's all first world problems grateful to have a car are you though with these gas prices <laughs> Dude, yeah. you four make, or five dollars a gallon you make a fair point yeah. going to the gas station's like rolling up to the principal's office <laughs> <laughs> he's just like oh crap here we go again <laughs> yeah. yeah how's it gonna be this time yeah man um anyway to answer the question to narrow it down with a single answer it's like, it's the fact of like merging and yielding. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't people understand this? Mm-hmm. It's a simple concept. You go and as you're going, you're, you're merging. Yeah. Right? You throw on the blinker. Yeah. But as you go, you're, you're moving lanes. Yeah. You don't stop and move lanes. You continue to go. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Same with yielding. It's not a stop. You know, like usually you have a lane. <laughs> Usually you have a lane, and if you need to jump over lanes, you throw the blinker on once you're in that lane, and then jump over. Yeah. So it's just this; those things they kind of coexist, right? Merging, yielding, 
almost the same thing because usually when you're yielding, you're merging. Yeah. That's probably the number one cause of traffic too is people just not knowing how to merge. Seriously, it's the worst. Yeah. That, so that's for me, that's probably it. And people just like getting scared. Oh gosh, we're <laughs> we're coming up to next to another lane. Oh gosh, slow down. This slow car down. is going 100 <laughs> and I'm only going 25. Yeah. I just, I just like, yeah, just keep going. You know, yeah. Throw your blinker on. I'll, I'll, I'll break a little bit for you if you want to come over, you know. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't get over and stop, you know. Just, yeah. Just keep going. Keep it moving. Key you know, phrase cause. though, they're right there. A little bit. I'll slow down a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's not, I'm not stopping for you to come <laughs> yeah. onto the highway. No, exactly. I'm slowing down a little bit. Just enough where your car can go from zero to 60 so it can get on the highway. Anyway, sorry to go on a little tangent there. I digress. What about yeah, you, Yeah, I was about to <laughs> say, I was about to tell everybody, I asked you that question and like the fire in your eyes started to come ablaze. I do a lot of driving, so every day I'm just like, ah, here we go. Um, what about you? Yeah, so I mean, I'm the same way. I do a lot of driving just in our relationship. Like Natalie doesn't really like to drive. Mm, yeah. And also I just really like to drive. I like being in control of the vehicle. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I hate and I cannot, I, literally it's just about everything on the road. Merging and yielding is one. But my favorite is when people wait for the last possible second <laughs> to get out of the lane that's an exit only lane yes so for first off i can relate to yours because when i go to work um i'm like merging from two lanes into one Mm -hmm. and every it's a zipper effect people one car goes then you go one car goes then you go it's not stop and let three people i'm already off on a tangent yeah yeah, yeah. anyways uh (laughs) coming home like if you're going down 75 south and it's that good Latimer ex- exit. Oh, yes. I know People exactly what you're always about. wait for the last second to switch over so they can stay on the highway and not yeah. exit. And it's also a left exit yeah, yeah. instead of a right one. So all the fast cars are in the left lane thinking that they can keep going. Yep. It's almost like uh, if only there was this huge <laughs> yellow sign yeah. that says exit <laughs> only <laughs> yeah dude uh if only there was something like that if only <laughs> or maybe people... maybe even two of them you know <laughs> yeah and maybe like place it like one kind of away from the exit and then one as you start to approach the exit even more uh that would solve all of our problems but yeah that's that's the worst is when people wait for the last second because they don't want to get you know because that line is always backed up all the way oh yeah so they don't want to wait in that line they want to try and make it all the way to the run as they can it's just like dog get out of the way bro Mm -hmm. seriously Mm -hmm. you're the problem (laughs) you're the reason why this lane is so backed up for real yeah, it's the worst. All right, we better we got to switch topics. We're both gonna start getting our blood boiling over here. It's it's already there, Martin. But let's transition. Seriously, a little bit give of me, a... give me some of this. Uh, what is this? Happy Dad Seltzer. Yes, that you uh, so gracious graciously offered. Uh, did you mention this on the podcast? No. Okay, it was one day after we had finished recording. Yeah. So speaking of them, um, they're fresh off the trucks from California. Oh, this is from the Nelk boys. Remember them? Yeah, yeah. Remember they they came all that havoc here. Yeah, they caused a lot of problems in Dallas. <laughs> well, they made these, and apparently nice. they're like a huge new fad in Cali. Oh, well, okay. of course, you know they got to make it here because all the right. Californians are here. So, like, well, where's our exactly. happy dad? So I picked some up. It was in a Tom Thumb of all places. I was just really? walking around in Tom Thumb. I saw them. I'm like, whoa! I thought they were these were only like at Specs and like yeah. Total Wine and stuff. But so I I scooped up a pack. Well. 12 pack, four different flavors. Nice. Yeah, and they're it's not bad. They're excellent. But the thing that's different with these is they have electrolytes in them. 
Oh, really? So it's kind of like a Gatorade seltzer feel. It kind of gives a Gatorade vibe, especially this lemon lime one. Mm-hmm. It tastes like the yellow Gatorade. Yeah. Um, but you have pineapple. They also have watermelon and wild cherry. Yeah. So they have all been excellent. Seriously, these have been pretty good. I'm not a huge like seltzer fan. Yeah. Um, I think really the only seltzers that I'll drink are the uh, Corona seltzers when mm-hmm. they first came out like last year or something. Um, but yeah, these are not that bad. Happy Dad. The I watermelon. The watermelon was my favorite one. The watermelon one. Yeah, it's really good. This pineapple one is pretty good. You wanna let's finish that bracket. You yeah, wanna finish that. Yeah, okay. let's go ahead and finish the uh, Texas bracket that we had. Okay. So yeah. As you know, if you wa- uh, watched, if you listened to the episode <laughs> last week, uh, we broke down kind of the basis of this bracket, but for the purpose of this episode, I will re-explain what we're doing here. Uh, we took the top 16 most populated cities in America, or not in America, in Texas. <laughs> America. We can care less about the dang country. <laughs> in and Texas. you'll see why later on. <laughs> yeah, right. In Texas, um, and put them in a bracket. So your one seed is playing 16 seed, two seed is playing 15 seed, so on and so forth. Uh, well, we did the first round last week, and now we have an Elite Eight. So, mm. the final eight cities. Let me go through them real quick for you. The, the number one seed, Houston, will be, will be facing off against the number nine seed, Plano. The number five seed, Fort Worth, will be facing off against the number four seed, Austin. Number three seed, Dallas, will be facing off against number six seed, El Paso. Number seven seed, Arlington, will be facing off against number two seed, San Antonio. So why don't we start it off right there, Martin? Okay. What do you feel about the number one seed, Houston, up against the number nine seed, Plano? Houston versus Plano. Well, I dumped on Houston last episode. <laughs> you sure did. And, uh, you know, we had some pretty good things to say about Plano. So I think this one's going to be an upset for me. And I'm okay. actually, I think I'm going to go with Plano on this one. And uh, Houston will have to take the L, at least on my bracket. Yeah. What okay. about you? I'm right there with you. Yeah? Okay. It's getting to the point where Plano is becoming the center of the Metroplex. With the amount mm-hmm. of movement going north, mm-hmm. it is unreal how many people are moving north. Like, almost to the point where Dallas is, like, I mean, I know some people live south of Dallas, but nobody's really going further than, what, Red Oak, maybe? Yeah. Which, the same amount of distance from Dallas to Red Oak is about Dallas to Farmer's Branch. Really? Roughly. What, it's 20 minutes from Dallas to Red Oak? Uh, I think it's a little bit more. Maybe no, more. actually, I think it is 20 minutes. Okay. Hmm. So yeah, it's about 20 minutes from downtown Dallas to Farmer's Branch. Wow. I if you were to flip that. that, you know, Farmer's Branch is pretty much Dallas. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's so many people going north. True. Um, Plano's just becoming the central part of the Dallas Metroplex. So for that reason, I'm voting for Plano. Um, and like I said, last episode, Houston's just underwhelming. Not yeah. much going on there. Yeah. They're the armpit of Texas. Yeah. It's whatever. Okay. <laughs> Plano moves our, on. Our, uh, our listeners in Houston, we're yeah. in our analytics, we're just going to see that constantly go yeah. down. If, if, no, honestly, though, we want to give you all a chance. If if you're a Houstonian or whatever they call themselves, come at us. So, Tell us why you think Houston should be there. Don't give me their sports teams. All right? The Houston Asterix, they only won because they cheated. And the only reason why the Houston Rockets have a couple ships under their belt is because Jordan, those are the years Jordan left the league. And then y'all come in and win two ships. Jordan comes back and wins more. So don't even give me that. Don't give me the sports. So if you got something else other than, I don't know, I don't even know what, 
let us know. I'm 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 genuine I'm I'm genuinely here, ready to have a conversation <laughs> and potentially even a debate about this. So oh. let me know. All right, moving on. Coming at you hot, <laughs> Houston. Damn, what a I was I'm picturing this game in my mind, right? And I'm just picturing Houston with like thirty points and Plano's <laughs> coming out with like ninety eight. It's just like, jeez, just got demolished. <laughs> All right, uh, what's the next one? So Houston Houston lost that one. Plano's making uh Plano's making a run. Yeah. They upset Corpus Christi in the first round and they just knocked off the number one seed Houston. <laughs> All right. Next up on here in the Elite Eight is number five seed Fort Worth against number four seed Austin. Ooh. This is tough. This is pretty tough. Um, all right. So we've got Houston. Uh, th- wait. No, <laughs> Houston's still in my mind. They're I was, gone. I was upset about that. <laughs> upset. Um, so you have Fort Worth and you have Austin. Um, honestly, I'm going to have to go with Austin on this one. I just feel like there's more to do. There's a little bit more... Uh, culture there maybe than uh fort worth does at least maybe a little bit more diverse culture yeah as maybe one one can argue and honestly it's just the floats man the river Mm -hmm. i love floating down the river yeah i can only see the stockyard so many times Mm -hmm. i'm torn oh i'm literally thinking in my head right now like my head is literally going fort worth but 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 austin but 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 fort worth (laughs) like i'm just like fighting back and forth yeah this this could be the the championship matchup you know this is how close yeah. this is for me but i think i'm with you i'm gonna go austin austin on the narrow narrow upset um there's some pretentious people there man <laughs> that's the and only austin. thing that really uh, takes me away from them they're weird they're pretentious but <laughs> they're weird but man they are weird right they say that yeah they are uh, weird. so i'm not i'm not i'm not judging them um, but yeah, yeah. But you got South by Southwest. I know you have ACL. Yeah. Just what the city brings and what the city has. It's just, you can't compare. Yeah. You know, uh, Fort Worth is awesome. It has exceptional history. It has amazing people. Um, the culture is incredible, but yeah, Austin just offers way too much to the table. Like, you can have so much fun there. I just realized they also have 1883 Fort Worth does. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Your show. <laughs> I was, totally forgot about that. That was one reason why they were leaning in my mind. <sighs> we we got to get a glimpse of late 1800s in Fort Worth. For, what yeah. it might have looked like. You know, it was just really cool just to see that. But yeah, ultimately, for me, Austin gets the, the narrow win. The narrow win in this one for Austin's me. Austin's got the dub. They do. All right. So what? Uh, what's the next line, uh, matchup? Um, next up we have here is number three, Dallas, against number six, El Paso. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, let's see. Let's see. What do you already have one? I or? do. Yeah. All right. Let me just go for it. We give a lot of love to El Paso in the last episode. You know, I technically have never been there. I've seen many beautiful, <laughs> glorious pictures. Like we mentioned, we Khalid. Yes, from the area. You know, um. So shout out to him. But yeah, I'm not gonna put him over Dallas. So Dallas gets the nod for me, and it's and it's not hard at all. Yeah, um, I think this is going to be a little easy here as well. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Dallas. Um, El Paso was fun, but uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Dallas. Yep, yep. All right, on to the next. Next up here, we have number seven, Arlington, against number two, San Antonio. I think I'm going to go San Antonio. Okay. I think so. All righty. I think because of the Alamo. We yeah. just kind of got into that. Yeah, it was tough. I, I'm going San Antonio as well. Ooh, so we okay. have a tiebreaker here. Uh, Arlington is great, um, but only for so long, you know? Yeah. You can't spend a weekend there. 
You could spend a day there easy. Mm-hmm. I guess you could spend a weekend there. But, you know, you're still limited. True. San Antonio is a destination. You know, you got the river walk. That's awesome in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So much nightlife there. Um, of course, like we mentioned, you got the Alamo, which is fantastic in and of itself. <laughs> the I mean, Alamo. They got, they got so much good stuff there, man. So, And the people yeah. are awesome. Um, just like they are in Arlington, but there's more people in San Antonio. And yeah. for that reason, much love to you. I'm going for San Antonio here as well. To All right. On. Nice. So, Martin, so that, far sets so up, good. that sets up our final four. Ooh. You want me to go over it? Wow, already. Okay, yeah. It's it's uh, Houston. It's not Houston. <laughs> <laughs> it's the number nine seed, Plano, against the number four seed, Austin. Okay. And the number three seed, Dallas, against the number two seed, San Antonio. Oof. This is tough. Yeah. So, you want to start with Plano, Austin? Yeah. As much as I love uh, Plano, just being up the street from uh, where I live, I think I'm still going to go Austin on this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I just think it's just what it has to offer. It might be weird. might not be the best place to drive around, to, you know, scenic wise, mm-hmm. but it's the state capital. Yeah. I mean, what else, what else are you going to do? Yep. So I'm going to go with Austin. I'm with you. I'm going Austin too. Wow. Okay. I thought yeah. you were going to go Plano. No, I mean, this, you can only do it so far, right? <laughs> yeah. For the for the purpose of this bracket, um, <laughs> Texas cities in general, I'm going to go with the state capital of Texas, um, the home of uh, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. 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 There you go. Home of uh, Lake Travis. Um, home of the new MLS team, Austin FC. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. They got a new MLS team. I totally down there. forgot about that. Where did they play their stadium? It's just north of Austin, I think. It's not like a newly built stadium. Right? It is. Oh, it was a newly yeah. built stadium? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's nice, too. Oh, no wonder it's so expensive to live down there. <laughs> yeah. Tag property uh, taxes just went up to build that stadium. For real. So, Plano knocks off. Plano gets knocked off by the state capital, Austin. Austin mm-hmm. moves on to the championship. All right. Other final four matchup. Number three, Dallas against number two, San Antonio. Um, okay. So we have the Alamo, we have the boardwalk, we have Six Flags Fiesta, or what is it called? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fiesta, Texas. <laughs> yeah, Fiesta, Texas. <laughs> you got SeaWorld too, now got, that I think about it. You're what? Your SeaWorld's Oh, there. yeah, yeah, SeaWorld. <laughs> oh, so then maybe, yeah, I have been to San Antonio then. Okay. When I was like eight years old, right, so I yeah. hardly remember that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I lied to you last episode. There's going to be some bias in this one. I think I'm going to go with Dallas on this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I think so. I like it. <laughs> this <laughs> is hard. It's like the Austin Fort Worth one for me. Yeah. Just balancing modern age Dallas, you know, because they're thriving now that they're an established city. Yeah. But San Antonio has the history, you know, mm-hmm. that like makes me want to put it over it. It's like the foreground of Texas. A lot of our founding fathers are from there. Of course, Davy Crockett and his... R.I.P. Heroism at the Alamo. I'm going with San Antonio. Oh, <laughs> you're going with San Antonio. Okay. Please forgive me, Red Pegasus, sitting atop the Magnolia Hotel. Okay. Please forgive me. Ooh. All right. So we have to uh, do a tiebreaker. We do. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's so, see who will pick up this time. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> One eternity later. Okay. We're calling a good friend, Albert Rodriguez, here. Let's see if he answers. Hi. What's up? Yo, Bert. Oh, man. You got a second? Yeah, what's up? Okay. 
this is way out on a limb, but I promise I won't take too much of your time. We're in the middle of our podcast recording. And in, in honor of March Madness, instead of doing like the men's tournament bracket or whatever, we're, we ranked the Texas cities based on population, 1 through 16. And we are currently in the semifinal matchup of number two, San Antonio, against number three, Dallas. And Martin and I are currently tied on it. We need your vote to break the tie. What do you go with? Who do you go with? <laughs> Who do you go with and why? I want to hmm, have a good reason. Okay. I just, have, I just have decent ones. I know. Sorry. I caught you on a limb here, but I appreciate you. Do I have to explain my answer? No. You don't, know, you don't technically have to. You can just say. San Antonio. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Okay. Bert, you picked Tim Duncan over Dirk. Come on, bro. Wow. <laughs> What a fan. What a fan. Say what now? I picked out the Cowboys. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's right. I forgot. Fair, fair. I respect that. All right, Bert. I promise to let you go. Appreciate the time, brother. Yeah. Wow. All right. There you have it. I did not expect that. I was not expecting that either. The dude has been here. He's been here ever since elementary school with us. I mean, we met him in middle school, but yeah. Yeah. And he's a he's a Texan through and through. Mm-hmm. And the dude born and raised not born in Dallas, but pretty much raised in Dallas in the Dallas area. And the dude picks San Antonio. Picks San Antonio. Why? Because of football. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what's the he does he is he a Giants fan? He is. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he definitely hates the Cowboys. Nice. Yeah, you know, they're like rivals. There you go. So that makes sense. That makes sense. So who uh San Antonio advanced? So San who's our final? Advances and plays against Austin. Oh, both historic places. Yeah. Should both we do this? Very important <laughs> to the uh, Texas culture or what? Yes, dude. Should we do this now or should we save it for the next episode? Let's let the hype go. Tune in next week. We'll see who wins the championship of the Texas City Brackets. Um, number four, Austin against number two, San Antonio. Appreciate um, Lewis last episode pitching in and helping us out with the tiebreaker. And much love to our friend Albert for yeah, for coming calling in, in and, and helping us out with that tiebreaker. Moving on, we have um, some food to talk about here. Yes, dude. Martin graciously stopped by, grabbed some lunch for us. Um, yeah. We talked about kind of what we wanted to do right here. We want something to be, you know, different. We don't just want to talk about some tacos from Torchy's Tacos because, you know, everybody and their mom's been there. Yeah, for sure. So we want to kind of go out on a limb. Maybe a hole in the wall spot. Maybe some type of food that is not super common or very thought, very much thought of. So mm-hmm. he brought up the idea of how about we just go get some Philly cheesesteaks. I'm like, yep, boom, that's brilliant. So he found this place called Fred's Downtown Philly. Yeah, and boy, did it not disappoint. It did not. You want to talk about what you got, Martin? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I got the number six, which I believe they call the pepper cheesecake. Uh, cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> pepper a cheesesteak or the pepper philly or something like that um it's just your normal philly cheesesteak with banana peppers yep and i'm not an onion person so no matter what kind of philly sandwich i'm getting there's no no onions on there yep um so this one just had meat cheese and the banana peppers i mean i'd give it uh probably eight out of ten eight and a half out of ten okay nice yeah I, I can't compare it, sadly, to Philadelphia's right. Philly cheesesteaks. Yeah. Um, 
but I did have a cheesesteak in Colorado once when yeah. I went to Colorado <laughs> and I could say that it was better than that place. So, uh, yeah, I would probably give it an eight. Fries were pretty good too. I got the Cajun fries, which nice. is just normal fries with seasoning on it. Okay. Um, those were pretty good too. Uh, nice, nice and crunchy. Okay. What about you? What'd you get? I don't recall the number, but I got the Broad Street cheesesteak. Um, it was their classic tender steak and their French bread. 10 inch 10 inch french bread roll yeah um and inside along with the steak was uh, i too got banana peppers in mine mm-hmm. uh, it came with the grilled onions um mushrooms and jalapenos mm. yeah and of course it had the cheese in it because yeah. you gotta have the cheese and steak those are givens yeah um i too am not an onion guy but i will eat grilled onions Okay. Like, say with like some fajitas. That's I'll a eat lot of people. Onions. Yeah. I'll eat onion rings, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm not an onion guy when they're raw. Yeah. I don't really like the raw onion. I like to think of myself as an onion ring person, but I really when I eat an onion ring, I'll like bite it and you know how like the onion slips out. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just like throw the onion away and just eat the breading. <laughs> so really I'm just eating flour, uh, deep fried flour. Uh, the fried really, ring. <laughs> yeah. That's really all I'm eating. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually wanted to go with yours because I wanted jalapenos too. I just oh, yeah. forgot to mention it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was going to go with that. And then I realized I could just get the sandwich and just add the jalapenos and forgot to add them. Yeah. Um, yeah. overall pretty good place. They have one over here around the Plano area. They have one in Louisville. They have one, I believe in lower Greenville. Um, okay. I'm not too sure, but if you Google it they have like three or four yeah. locations. Yeah. They have them pretty spread out across the Metroplex. Yeah. And it's a pretty much a true hole in the wall, right? I mean, when you yeah, went in, it was like super small, casual dining kind of deal. Yeah. Super small. There's probably like five tables okay. there. And it kind of reminded me of Joe's pizza. You know how Joe's, they have like the mural of, uh, New York city. Oh, yep. Yep. And like a whole bunch of sports stuff related to New York. Okay. That was kind of how this place was too. I, I don't, me being the huge sports guy that everyone knows, <laughs> um, I couldn't tell who was on the wall. Like okay. if they were from Philly okay. or if they're just random ass yeah. athletes. I got you. Um, but yeah, so pretty good place. I would definitely check it out if you're in the mood for, um, Philly cheesesteaks. Cool. For sure. It's probably just, just that feel that people want, like when they're, they're walking around the city in the Northeast, Yeah, they walk into this place and it's just, it just takes them back to their kind of deal probably. Yeah. Because that's how Joe's is. It's like a, they want it to look like you are in the city, you know, fully delved into their culture and mm-hmm. in their food with like the murals and the sports figures yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Very sure. Northeastern like f- culture within their restaurants. I'd give it a 9 out of 10. It was really good to me. Nice. I really enjoyed it. The bread was super fresh, soft. The steak was perfect. The amount of cheese they put in there was perfect with it. And then the toppings I had in it, it was just a little cherry on top. It yeah, it was pretty it. good. And that large one was pretty big too. Yeah. So, yeah. so you can get a small or large, 6 inch or 10 yeah, inch. Yeah, 6 or 10 inch. And then I got some sweet potato fries with mine, which were perfect. Nice. They were like that crinkle cut yeah. fry yeah. shape, but they were sweet potato. Yours were crinkle. Mine weren't. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mine were just regular old fries. Yeah, Cajun we will fries. say one of the <laughs> the downsides to this was it was greasy. Greasy. Dude, when Martin pulled that bag out of his car, oh, I was I'm like, about yo. about to sue Fred, bro. <laughs> is there a drink in there? Did you spill the drink in the bag? No, that's, to... that's the grease dipping out, which a lot of people love that stuff. That's a true. A lot of people like, give me all the grease. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll take some grease because yeah. you know that's it's fresh and it's good stuff. 
But at the same time, I'm like, hmm, that was a little too much. It's like, I'm pushing 30, bro. I got to watch my health. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't need all that grease. Yeah. We had Slow to, down. We definitely had to tap it up with a napkin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The little, the butt end of the, uh, yes. the sub or the hoagie or whatever you want to call it. Yes. Uh, but yeah, overall, pretty good place. If you can find a Fred's downtown Philly. And if, like I said, if you're ever in the mood for a Philly cheesesteak, that's definitely a spot to go to. Yes. It's good stuff. Oh, show. Sure. Have you ever gone to texadelphia texadelphia yeah have you ever gone there yeah uh, what do you compare it to that place i've never been so i don't know uh, texadelphia is good but fred's was more fresh okay texadelphia i remember it being not as greasy and their bread wasn't as soft yeah um so that alone probably just told me it wasn't as fresh but it's still good yeah i think a lot of uh how like it's probably not the right thing to say, but like judging a book by its cover. Yeah. Our sandwiches were like kind of beat up. Like the bread wasn't really nice. It yeah. was like smushed in certain places and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty good yeah. food. Yeah. Uh, if I had a perfectly uh, curated sandwich. I don't know if that would be the same. Right. Yes. And Texadelphia definitely does focus on their presentation. More. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So. And they have the waffle cut fries over there. Ooh. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's good over there too. Love me some waffle fries. I give Fred's the, the nod to them. All right. Um. So being Texan, and uh, this bright orange book. Yes. That we uh, are finally going to get to. <laughs> no shade. No shade whatsoever. I'm just saying, like we're finally getting <laughs> to it. I got you, bro. I already addressed it. We're good. <laughs> we're moving on. No hard feelings. Yes, it is a bright orange book, and when we say book, it is it is a novel. Like you read this bad boy, it is a lot of reading. Uh, like Martin said, it looked pretty thick. Um, yeah, there's 325 pages. Um, and I'm just going to kind of go over, uh, the beginning a little bit, the introduction, and then some of the identity and culture, kind of where Texas stemmed from, where it's come from, uh, the birth of Texas pride and that kind of thing. Um, so basically I'm just, as I'm reading, I take notes kind of where I want to talk about, uh, what I want to read. And then, uh, we'll just go from there. Sound good. Sounds good. So like I said, um, I'm going to need some like story time music to put underneath <laughs> right, you. <laughs> yeah. uh, like I said, this is the introduction to the book. So fresh out the fresh out the beginning, uh, it says the title of the introduction is What Does It Mean to Be Texan? And this specific part of the book is by Dan Goodgame, which I believe is the editor of Texas Monthly. Being Texan means taking risks and building things. My Texan friend of longest standing, Bo Baskin, grew up in Midland in West Texas and founded a boutique private equity firm in Austin. Bo studied and worked for a time on the East Coast and he observes that when someone from there meets someone new, what he or she first wants to know is, where'd you go to college? Someone from the Deep South perhaps wants to know, who are you people? Someone from Texas asks, how can me and you partner up and make some money? To be sure, commercial and social hierarchies shape the lives of Texas cities, but I found them more often open to newcomers than in any of the dozen cities where I've lived in the United States and abroad. Wow. I thought that's pretty good insight. Yeah, that's pretty good insight. And I, as he's saying it, as I'm reading, I'm like, man, that's a really good point. You know, like social and commercial hierarchies really shape Texas cities. Mm-hmm. Businesses shape Texas cities and continues to do so. You see businesses from all over the country moving here. Yeah. And all their dozens of people, dozens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people, (laughs) you know? And it's like, yeah, he put that, he said that perfectly. And then also he, but beyond that, he found them 
to be more open to newcomers than any of the other places he's ever lived in the United States and abroad. Yeah. Which also is like an excellent point. Because mm-hmm. it's that's true. Southern hospitality. Yeah. That's Re- really hospitality. should be Texan hospitality. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> All right. How about this one? It uh, really stuck out to me. Most Texans expected to be annexed as well, but the Republic of Texas turned out to be not just a transitional entity, but something like a real country. It lasted just shy of 10 years from 1836 to 1845. It was eventually recognized by other nations like the U.S. itself, France, England, and the Netherlands. It had a flag, an official state seal, a navy, a supreme court, and even a postal system. But although the country was so immense and so broke, it paid its mail carriers in land instead of money. That I would <laughs> I would definitely like to be paid in land. Yeah, at least right. for a little bit. Right? <laughs> Especially at the beginning, you can just handpick. I want this spot right here. But as, so as you were reading that, uh, the first thing that came to mind is I love seeing these. Uh, I don't know if they're necessarily memes, but when people like post a picture of the map of the U.S. and they'll ask like a foreigner to fill out the states and they always put Texas at the bottom. They always make Texas bigger than yep. it actually is. And it's like, well, I mean, the book said it right there. Yeah. You know, it was its own country for a while. It was yeah. recognized by many other countries outside the uh, the U.S. So it's just uh, I put those two things together, and I just thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, to know that they had a Supreme Court and a Navy is pretty cool. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, it was almost ten years as a country, which is pretty amazing in and of itself. Um, other states to be countries before were Vermont. They were a country for nearly fourteen years. Oh, wow. Uh, California was a country for 25 days. And Hawaii was a country before it uh, was annexed to the U.S. So it's pretty cool. Only four states were countries before they were a part of the U.S. Oh, wow. Um, Moving on here. Another point within the identity and culture chapter of the Being Texan book by Texas Monthly. The annexation of Texas. Let me hang on. Before I start, let me preface this. Not everything is rainbows and daisies in Texas, you know? Oh, yeah. You got, as part of history, there's always deep and dark areas of history because, mm-hmm. you know, you have to go some, you have to go through some sort of trial, tribulation, adversity to become the great one you are today, you know? Exactly. So I just need to preface that and say, look, Texas is not perfect, especially back then. <laughs> and here's a great example of why it's not. You learn from your mistakes. Exactly. The annexation of Texas led to war between the U.S. and Mexico, which led to the acquisition by the states of vast new territories, which superheated the bitter debate over the expansion of slavery. The result was the Civil War, in which Texas seceded from the Union that had grudgingly welcomed it, just as it had once seceded from the Mexican nation. In a sense, it also seceded from the defeated South. Texas worked hard to think of itself as its own thing, had no use for the reveries of the lost cause when it still had a western frontier to be exploited and Indian resistance to be crushed. Mm. That's some of the bad. Yeah. Uh, that's some of the bad. There's right there. some deep darkness in there, man. Yeah. The fact that they not only seceded from the Union to <laughs> yeah. start the Civil War, essentially, but as soon as they lost as part of the South in the Civil War, they seceded yeah. from the South. They're they like, were like, Yo, yeah, we ain't a part of you guys. Bro, we are our own entity. Yeah. Screw all y'all and y'all's things. We're going to keep doing slavery on our own way in our own terms. Yeah. It's just, ooh, yeah, it's rough. And then not only that, like as they're seceding, they're like, we're going to go 
test out the West. We're going to go check out the West and we're going to go claim that while we can. And in the middle of that, we're going to be tearing down Indian reservations tribes and, and, and tribes yeah. and everything in the, in the process, which if you read anything about the Texas Rangers, like the, not the baseball team, the actual Texas Rangers, yeah, that's some deep, dark stories of, of them taking out some Indians. Yeah, I saw, um, I was actually reading something earlier today about being like a Texas Ranger fighting against like uh, raids from the local Native American tribes. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, you forget that sometimes that that actually happened. Yeah. And disappointed to hear about it. And I think because of those trials, tribulations, adversities that Texas has experienced and witnessed now, I mean, we're better because of it. You know, exactly. it's one of the most attractive places to be in in the country now. It is. And had we not had those experiences, maybe it wouldn't be that way. Maybe. Maybe we'd be like a California or something. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, uh, never. You I can will only say, be one in California. I will say some things have still never changed. We think we're bigger and badder than everybody else in the country. <laughs> yeah. That still hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah, no, it has not. Yeah, the fact that we have like a Texas history course ingrained into our education. <laughs> yeah. I guess like a whole year of it. Yeah. Just every time I talk to people from other states, that blows their mind. They're like, we don't even have enough history in our state to talk about in a semester. You know, he got like, bro, we grew corn and then we became a state. I don't, I don't know how that even happened, but does it even matter? Right. Dude. No one like it. Gotta love it. And we'll definitely uh, go deeper into this being Texan. Yeah. Uh, But I saw on the front, there's some recipes also. Yeah. So we might even pull some recipes that we find. It touches on all kinds of things, man. Essays, recipes, advice, people, places. Yeah. It touches on all kinds of things. It's written by the all the editors over at Texas Monthly. All right. Um, so my laptop is at 19%. Ooh. We should probably wrap this up. Yep. So you want to do Suggs and Rex and then we'll head on out? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Um, so I wanted to suggest this one show that Natalie and I actually just finished watching. Okay. Inventing Anna. Do you know anything about this show? Yes. Like I know very little. Okay. I've watched the little trailer because, you know, when you go on Netflix, it starts playing something automatically. Yeah. So I've watched it because Netflix forced me to watch the trailer. <laughs> Anyways, I, I want to eventually watch it because it has Julia Garner, one of my favorite recent actors. Yeah. She's really good. Yeah. Really good in both Ozark and this. Yep. Um, do you know that it's based off of something that actually happened? No. Okay, so I don't know if you remember, trying to give a quick recap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but back a couple of years ago, there was like uh, a girl around our age, or maybe even younger, I think she was like 25, 23, who like made it big in society, like high, 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 high class society, mm-hmm. like fashion world and New York and stuff like that, infiltrated that society from literally nothing and just conned everybody. And okay. they were calling her the fake German heiress. Or the fake German princess or something like that. Okay. Because uh, she kept saying like, oh, my daddy is rich and he's going to give me all of his money. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it just follows her, uh, like, it follows the journalist who wrote about her and her, like, whole process of how she came to writing the article about her. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And it's really cool. You see everybody that she's met and, like, conned. And it's just crazy, the lifestyle that she had. So, it's not a docuseries. Not necessarily a docuseries and like uh, the beginning of each episode when they do like their quick little clip, um, it always, they have like a, a text on the screen that always says like, 
everything in this show is based on a true story except for the parts that we totally made up but it's a pretty good um show i know people were not liking it because the garner chick um yeah. They were saying like, oh, she kind of slips into her Ozark accent and you can hear it because mm. she's supposed to have a Russian slash German accent okay. in this Inventing Anna show. Yeah, yeah. I kind of heard it in the first episode, but when I realized they said it and she was like, oh, she's a German heiress, like she's from Germany. Um, after that moment, I was like, okay, I can no longer hear Ruth. I mm. just hear like this foreign accent. Okay overall really good show yeah yeah very suspenseful you always think you know what's coming up and you okay. don't it's one of those yeah yeah it's uh, pretty good yeah yeah i think we'll we'll definitely check that out soon we've been wanting to just haven't gotten around to it plus there's just so much tv right now like you know Seriously. you don't want to watch too many things at once yeah you got to finish something and move on to something else so that'd probably be something we move on to here in a few uh i too have a netflix show to recommend here okay it's called love is blind Oh, love me some love is blind. Yes. You've seen it? Yes, I've seen it. I love it. Have you seen the whole second season too? Yeah, we okay, just finished dude. seeing the second season. <laughs> Did you watch the tell-all? Did you watch the, the reunion, reunion show? Oh, oh dude, dude, so good. My drama, bro. I'm telling you, this is why I love yeah. me some drama. Yeah, that was... Yeah, that was cringy. Woo. Yeah, it was pretty weird. Man. It was yeah, cringy is the perfect word to describe that episode. Let me let me kind of preface it here. So it's now the second season of Love is Blind. Um, and literally it's, and I say literally, I'm meaning literally, not figuratively. There's only blind people on the show. I'm just <laughs> playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. They literally start off their relationship blind. Like you cannot see the other person. So they're meeting individuals in these pods and they're just getting to know them, talking to them, hopefully maybe developing some kind of um, click within their relationship so where they can eventually start dating in those pods mm -hmm. and they have to go all the way until asking them to marry them in those pods and the very first time they ever see them is if they say yes in that at that engagement and then they'll go and meet each other in, in person for the first time put a ring on the finger and then here they go they carry on so release into yeah, the real world it's literally the opposite thing of, of bachelor and bachelorette right yeah like there that's just like oh who is the sexiest person i'm gonna go yeah. get that sexy person no it's finding out who they are inside as a person so i appreciated the experiment and this process a lot more than these other crappy reality tv shows yeah this is all about looks yeah and gaining a status and promoting yourself and whoever you're whoever you are whatever you're doing you know because there's always that yeah. fake part of those experiments um, and then it goes throughout this, this season and it shows them on their honeymoon stage and it shows them how they live, how they live together, very fresh in their engagement process. And then what is it like two weeks later, they're saying they're, they're getting married. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like quick, quick, quick. I think process. it's a whole, I think it's a month process. It's two weeks in the pods and then two weeks in real life. Okay. So yeah. And then they, they get up to their, their wedding platform and they have to say, I do or not you know yes. and it is it is suspense man. it is so suspenseful. everyone's like waiting okay i think this couple's gonna say i do not i think this couple's gonna yeah. say i do you know like yeah and you're just like <laughs> guessing and waiting and guessing and they're like oh my gosh and the wedding day comes and all this drama happens and oh man it's brutal it's 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 a good watch as far as reality tv goes um and I'm kind of ashamed to say that I watch it, but you know, I watch it. It's, it is what it is. <laughs> but it's it, good, man. It it's is, a good yeah, show. It ended up being good. And, um, I, I won't spoil anything, so I'll just let you go watch it. But yeah, there's definitely. some good news at the end. And there's some bad news at the end. So 
And try and avoid the social medias as you're watching it. Yeah. Because one thing I think... Did you watch the first season? Yep. Oh, okay. So, uh, one thing I think I did with the first season was I like started stalking a lot of the contestants and seeing where they were. Mm-hmm. And Natalie had said that they did this last year too, but or last season, but I guess they tell them not to post anything mm-hmm. from when they get married to the end of the the season yeah so that way no one you can't spoil it yeah for like people who like me who want to go see if they're still together or not Mm -hmm. so oh man that's such a good show yeah that was pretty good good. that was a good one pretty darn good all right uh yeah look i'm seriously my laptop's about to die so we need to get this going follow us on socials at red pegasus pod uh podcasts literally anywhere you listen to podcasts and more um follow us on facebook as well Still working on some of these interviewing guests. We have merch still available. It is. Gosh, I mean, I don't even know. What else? Am I missing something? I mean, subscribe, rate, and review. Those always help. Yes. Definitely. Download anywhere you listen. That always helps. Yes. Um We'll take cash. You can give us some money. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Take cash, bro. It's hey, I got Venmo. You can Venmo me Cash App. I even got the square, bro. You don't have cash on hand? Swipe the card. Yeah. Swipe the card. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're just a bunch of independent local dudes doing uh, some good for the DFW area. Yes. But yes. Um, I think that'll conclude it, Martin. You good? Anything else? Uh, yeah. Actually, did you hear that DFW metro area is going to be the country's third largest within the next 10 years surpassing chicago you gotta be kidding me i'm getting out of here the world's ending <laughs>